Hey disciples, welcome back to Holy Week. It is Friday morning and I was just wondering, what what Jesus and the disciples doing? (laughs) I know you wondering too. And they were doing some, Jesus was doing some great things. I was reading this uh, alongside all of the uh, Gospels together, getting the account by each one. And I noticed that John included something that the other disciples did not include. Uh, what happened on the road trip to the Garden of Gethsemane. And reading this thing, I'm telling you, I thank God for John. <laughs> Please believe me. Because he included something that just, mm, it touched my heart. And it, it made me say, thank you, Jesus, after I read it. And I wanted to share it with you. Because I had never paid attention to this part of the story. But because I've been digging deep into this thing, I I got a brand new revelation. And God told me, well, if it was new to you, it may be new to the disciples. And they need to hear it. And in fact, uh, on Resurrection Sunday, uh, God put in his will that I would preach this to a great congregation that truly needed to hear it. And God moved, Holy Spirit moved in that place. And I thank God for him. And when we come back, I'm going to give you the rundown. The rundown of what happened on the way to the garden. (laughs) Get your heart, your mind, and your soul right. It's time to dig deep. So here we are, according to John, on our way to the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus. It's here in the garden that Jesus is going to pray. So being the great teacher and the great rabbi that he is, Jesus uses every moment as a teachable moment. And according to John, Jesus uses this road trip to teach a few lessons to the disciples. In chapter 14, he tells them that he's leaving and where he's going, they can't come yet. So the disciple Thomas is like, well then how shall we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In chapter 15, they're headed to a garden. I'm pretty sure some of them were thinking like, why are we going to the garden? We were just in a whole house in the upper room eating festive and celebrating Passover. And so Jesus uses this moment to teach the disciples about spiritual guarding gardening he says i am the true vine and my father is the husbandman oh my goodness now that's deep have you ever thought of your salvation this whole kingdom business as um building as like a garden you should read chapter 15 but it is here in chapter 16 where he tells the disciples and he tries to encourage them because they become sad. They're like, oh no, Jesus is going away. And I'm sure somebody asks, what do we do next? And he tries to encourage them and, he, and he's told them what's going to happen to them as he's told them what's going to happen to him. And he says to the disciples, 
that we are going to go through just like a woman goes through in childbirth. Listen here, I done witnessed childbirth and that, mm, goodness, it scared me straight, okay, <laughs> to witness a childbirth. And so, as Jesus sees that the disciples are growing full of sorrow, he does something so compassionate and something that I, I love him so much for doing. Jesus stops and he prays for all of his disciples. First of all, the fact that he prays for somebody else when he really, his focus was to pray for himself. And not only that he prayed for someone else, it was exactly what he prayed. So stick around and we're going to dig deep. Get your heart, your mind, and your soul right. Let's go. So here we are, disciples. It's in the book of John, the 17th chapter. It's the entire chapter, okay? Uh, verses 9 through 19 is where Jesus first prays for the 11 disciples. He prays that their relationship with the Father be unified, that his joy be fulfilled in them. He declared that they weren't of this world because he wasn't of this world. And he asked God to keep them from evil. He asked that they be sanctified through the truth of the word of God. And he gave them a mission to enter the world just like he did. And then he sanctified himself so that they too could be sanctified. But here where your takeaway is in verse 20. Jesus says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you and I, disciples. Take that away from this that Jesus prayed for us as he was headed into the garden. He thought of you. He thought of me. He thought of us. He knew what we would be going through, and he prayed for us. He prayed that our relationship have unity, unity like the Father and the Son. Why? Because the unity of the kingdom of God will activate the faith of the world to believe that he is the one true son. Many people say this world is crazy. This world is out of control. I don't know why people just don't believe. And the reason why, I'm sorry, disciple, but it's us. It's our fault. It's because we don't have unity, that we don't work together, that it's believer against believer, disciple against disciple. Even Jesus said in John 15, to God be the glory. He wants us to have unity amongst one another and amongst the world so that we can show as ambassadors of Christ that we live in love, we walk in love, and we talk in love in the name of Jesus. We got to come together, disciples. No more division amongst denominations. That's not what God wants. That's not what Jesus wants. He wants us to be one. Why? Because we are all members of one body in Christ. We need each other. 
Jesus even told the disciples when he sent the 70 out and they came back talking about it was one that was preaching and casting out in your name. And we told him to stop because he wasn't with us. Jesus said, if he be not against us, then he is for us. If they are preaching truth, if they are living truth, then they are your brother and sister in the kingdom of God, Lord Jesus. So we got to get some unity. What Queen Latifah used to say, U-N-I-T-Y. <laughs> That's what we need. In verse 22, Jesus gives us his glory. Now that's deep right there. I I had not realized all of the power that we possess. We have Holy Spirit. He is the promise. And he enters into our lives in the book of Acts. But here Jesus gives us his glory, his doxa. What that means is dignity. It means honor. It means praise. It means worship. Jesus gave us his dignity in order to honor his spirit. He gave us his dignity in order to praise the name of Jesus. He gave us his dignity in order for you and I to worship God the Father. We got dignity. We got doxa. We have the glory of the Lord. Mm. See, I done heard about the joy of the Lord, but the glory of the Lord, (laughs) we got power. In verse 23, Jesus prays that we have perfection, (laughs) that we be made perfect. See, the world tells us that perfection is unobtainable. The world says that perfection means that you are without flaw, without blemish, without blame. And the world says it's impossible. But what Jesus says in this context is that perfect is actually accomplishable. Because in this context, uh, perfect doesn't mean uh, without blemish. It means to complete It means to fulfill, it means to accomplish, and it means to finish. Jesus said that when you complete your assignment, you are made perfect. When you fulfill your purpose, you are made perfect. When you accomplish all your goals, you are made perfect. And when you finish what you started, you are made perfect. You can be made perfect, disciple. That's the difference between the world and the word. The world says that you cannot do it, that it is impossible. But the word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is possible if you have Jesus. It is possible to break generational curse if you will trust Jesus. It is possible to be the first billionaire in your family and you ain't even got to hit the mega millions. It is possible if we would just trust God. We can be made perfect. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for praying that we could finish some things, that we wouldn't just halfway do it. Whatever you started in 2020, finish it in 2021, and the blessings will flow in 2022. Oh, that was a word for somebody. Verse 24, Jesus asks that we take with him something like a little spiritual road trip. He says that um, 
we will go where he is. Not only that, we will be able to see his glory, the glory that God gave to him and the glory that he gives to us. When we all get together and it's said and done and he separates the sheep from the uh from the goats uh, we will see his full glory all the glory he gave all the glory and, and honor that went up we will see the fullness thereof and I love that because he asked us he's asking this for us that we be able to see uh, the full manifestation of his power when we all make it over and he's asking it he pulls kind of like a rank he's like um because you love me first because <laughs> you know he the one true son so he the first bone and so he said do this for me god for my brothers and sisters for the followers for the disciples because you love me give this to me grant this unto them because you love me i i thank jesus for pulling a little rank right there <laughs> because we definitely we definitely need to see in the end that it was all for a divine purpose that jesus is real and this word is true and i can't wait for him to say good and faithful servants so i can see the fullness of his glory. See, God had his glory in the temple, that Shekinah glory. But I'm trying to see the glory of the Lord too. Oh my God, you want to see the glory of the Lord? <laughs> Somebody talk to me here. Do you want to see the glory of the Lord? I don't want to assume that you want to go to heaven. Because the Bible tells us that everybody that's saying glory, glory, is not going to glory. Amen, walls. So that's why we come together. That's why we meet up in the fellowship so that we can do better. Because if we knew better, we would do better. So we come and we edify, we learn. And then we take what we learn and apply it to our life. And we teach somebody, each one, reach one, teach one. That's what your motto better be. <laughs> in verse 25, Jesus asks that we would have knowledge that we know God, that we know that he sent him through the world and through 42 generations. And although the world rejects him, we as the disciples, we as the believers, we as the ones who have made our profession of faith, it is our responsibility to know without a shadow of a doubt that he is who he said he is. He is the one true son, the one that came through. He is the one that was born of a virgin. He is the one, the redeemer, the one, the one that was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, the great sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, goodness, he, he was praying some things. You, It reminds me of back in the day growing up and that one deacon that would send up a prayer, that, that one preacher that could pray, that really could pray their prayer. This is what it feels like to me as I read Jesus praying for us, praying for his disciples. And lastly, in verse 26, he says he declared the name of God and he says to God be the glory and that the love, the agape, unconditional love between 
He and the Father, he prays that that same love, unconditional, will be between each of the, the disciples. If you didn't take away nothing else from this, take away the fact that Jesus prayed for you. I told you, uh, God always has provision. He knew that we would sin. He knew we couldn't pay the debt, so he sent Jesus. Jesus knew that it was going to be hard to, to live this life as a believer in a world that does not believe. So he prayed for us. He prayed for us strength knowledge, unity. He gave us some powerful weapons in our arsenal. Unity is a weapon. When the saints of God come together, it is dynamic. It is dynamite. It activates the dunamis of God, the great power. Because the Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he will be in the midst. (laughs) I'm so glad Jesus prayed for us. I don't know about you. I'm glad he prayed for me. And I know that it was because of his prayer. That's why we have the testimony of it. It could have been me. (laughs) It should have been me. And it would have been me. But God, now you know that he prayed for you. He prayed that the bullet would miss you. He prayed that the haters would keep hating, but you would stay strong and finish what you started. He knew that we would be weak so he gave us his glory (laughs) lord jesus i thank you for your glory that you bestowed it upon us so that we could survive in our perspective places in our perspective territories whether you be in south africa or ireland whether you be in uh europe and and the united states he prayed for us for all of us not just the eleven. But he prayed for each and one, every one of us right now. Somebody tell God thank you. And the the bonus takeaway that you can have, uh, know that he prayed for us aforetime, before we were even born. But know what his responsibility is now. Jesus is still praying for us. For the Bible tells us that he sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Intercession is just praying for somebody. Um, You're the substitute. He's been the substitute for us uh, even on the cross because he died as us (laughs) and as sin at the same time. And, And yet he got up with all power. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I got to get you. I got to get you to the cross. I feel it in my spirit. Please be thankful that Jesus prayed for us. He prayed not only for the 11, but the millions of us. Before we were born, he knew that we would believe. He knew it would be hard. How did he know? Because he has all knowledge and because he walked this earth before. And he saw and he felt and he seen. He Listen, the haters was on him from the moment he entered in Jerusalem. And here they are. They're right on the verge of coming right now. So I hope you stick with me as we journey to the cross with Jesus in Holy Week. The next episode, we're going to be in the garden. And we're going to see what happened. And disciples, come on. You got to see yourself in the next text. 
So I hope that you are enjoying this journey with Jesus, this Holy Week. Tell somebody, share this with somebody. Let somebody know that Jesus prayed for them long before they were ever born. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose. If you have been um, encouraged by this podcast, I encourage you to bless us back. There's a little button that you can push. It says support. Please press it and give as God uh, tells you to. I I promise. I I love each and every one of you. Those that um, support by sharing these podcasts, telling somebody, and those that are changed and transformed and do better because of the the doctrine and information that you have received. And if you have been blessed and encouraged, edified, or just feel better, please, please support this podcast so that we can do more and do better. In the name of Jesus, I see you on the next episode. <laughs> Not even get to the stone, but to the one that can endure. Can you endure disciple? I mean, really endure disciple? Man. No matter what the problem, I know my God can solve them. Any time that you call him, he's on time, he's on time. No matter what the problem, I know my God can solve them. Anytime that you call him, sometimes, sometimes, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. And I know I ain't got a woman, there ain't no one like that friend of mine. And he will give me anything, all I gotta do is say, Lord, the devil messing with me. Sometimes I can't sleep at night I'm tossing and turning The devil trying to fight But I know just trust in Christ He may not come when you want to But he's on time No matter what the problem I know my God can solve him Anytime that you call him Sometimes he's on time No matter what the problem I know my God can solve them Any time that you call them Sometimes, sometimes You may not come when you wanna But you'll be there right on time You may not come when you wanna But you'll be there right on time Hey, Street Disciples, want to know how you can get connected and stay connected? It's so simple. Get connected, follow, favorite, and subscribe to this show. 
get the first notifications of the latest episodes. Stay connected, like our Facebook page and join the private group. You'll know you're in the right place because it has the same graphic as the podcast. Here you can comment on weekly discussions and I'll do some lives and there's daily encouragement and get a sneak peek of up and coming events and episodes. Listen, last but not least, you can definitely leave me a voice message. I'll answer whether it's a prayer request or you got an idea for an episode. You want to be a guest on the show. You got music for the show or you want me to be a guest on your show. Let's do it. It's all about the kingdom connection and kingdom building. We're doing big things in the kingdom. Come on, let's go.